Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And just a friendly reminder, we are not experts. We're just two friends. Who like to talk a lot about serums. A lot about them. And other things. And other things, but mostly serums. A lot of times it's just good old-fashioned serums. Hi. Hi. Good evening to you. Uh, greetings to all our friends out there listening. How are you feeling tonight, Dory? I am feeling okay. Um, how are you feeling sipping your enormous tea? You know, the nice thing about podcasting is that it gives the illusion that you're just talking to one person when really other people are listening, which is why I want to tell you to podcasters what I told you earlier which was I was nervous I was going to throw up because I thought I ate undercooked chicken yeah now I seem okay you do seem okay so I think 
it's all fine. It all passed. It and worked its way it through. It worked its way, but but hopefully not really. Did you grow up with a mom who made you, who like overcooked your meat because she was afraid you were going to eat undercooked meat and get poisoned? No, this is actually an interesting discussion. My mom is like the anti-germaphobe. Like she would believe that me possibly eating undercooked chicken is going to make me stronger or healthier um, or, or good, better for me? Just that... She didn't really care. Like, if she was making hamburgers, she would, like, eat a bunch of raw hamburger meat. Oh, God. What? Yeah. Just, like, pop it in her mouth? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why? And, like, you know, like, <laughs> she's she, she was just not a germaphobe. And not but, a... But, like, there's germaphobe and then there's, like, raw meat-a-phobe. I know, but, like, think about it. Like, steak tartare is just raw hamburger meat i mean you're not wrong you know so like she was never she was she wasn't paranoid she was not a paranoid germ or like food safety person and you know what we survived yeah that's right we're here to do this podcast exactly i'm just guzzling some peppermint tea because i've got you know i'm recovering from a cold yeah but no big. You sound, I saw you yesterday and you sound better than you did yesterday. You know, and embarrassingly, I like the way my voice sounds with a cold. It's like a little huskier. It's a little huskier. Yeah, it's not as like annoying and nasally. So I, I'm feeling, I'll take this cold if it gives me this kind of like dry voice. All right. I mean, I think that's why people smoke. Ugh. I mean, it's not why, but like... Maybe you don't want that voice. That's literally the one positive thing that comes with smoking <laughs> is a sexy voice. Everything else is a fucking negative. Don't. Don't smoke, smoke, you guys. Don't smoke. Seriously. Because I said it would give Kate a sexy voice. I, don't, I would rather not have a sexy voice than take up those cigarettes. And, you know, I did smoke in my 20s. And you I, did? Yeah, I deeply, deeply regret it. Like I, a lot? Like I was shy and it helped me in social situations. And then I just kind of totally. kept doing it. And I... And I, I, that's tr- I don't have a lot of regrets, but that is truly something I harbor a lot of yeah. like shame and regret over. Our, I don't know, but I feel like so-called social smoking was more of a thing in our 20s. Like, I feel like people would say that they were social smokers. Well, two things like one, you could smoke in bars. Right. And restaurants and all over the place. And two, we didn't have phones. When I started college, you could smoke in the dining hall. Oh, totally. And you could select a smoking dorm room. Yes. You had to say whether you were a smoker and they would put you with a smoking roommate. A hundred. Like now, this seems like the dark ages. (laughs) Yeah. That's weird, right? Like whenever I see the smoking section at Disneyland, I'm like, what? That is, that exists. Right. And and you're also like, oh, those sad people. Yes. And meanwhile, I was happily that (laughs) for many years. Yeah. But the second we got iPhones, iPhones or whatever phone you use, that replaced. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, when I would started doing comedy at the UCB Theater in 2002, I would stand outside between shows and smoke. So it looked like I had something to do. Yeah. But now I would just look at my phone. Totally. So there you go. We're all just, but and phones are, are bad in different ways. Yeah. You get tech neck. Oh, anyway. anyway, Kate, how was your week besides okay. getting sick? So Dory, I had mentioned that I wanted to talk to you about this because, because I was sick, I did not exercise all week. And I also didn't exercise because I had a lot of other things going on. I was on deadline for something that I was writing and I just was like, you know what? The thing that's going to have to go this week is exercising. Mm. And it was a great choice. Great. I felt really good about it. And I feel like it's an important reminder for me because oftentimes there's a lot of like guilt tied up. And if I don't exercise, totally. one, because in addition to like 
it feeling good physically and making me stronger. It helps my mental health a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm also kind of like happy to say that my everything stayed okay missing a week and I didn't I didn't beat myself up for not going to Pilates and taking long walks or whatever it is that I like to do. Um, as for my exercise regimen. I feel like that's actually that's a really good kind of sign of knowing yourself. Like you were like this week, like some weeks exercise, I need exercise for my mental health. But you know what? This week, I'm going to feel better if I don't exercise. Well, you know what? Because you know what I needed for my mental health? I needed to like clean up the encroaching piles of stuff in my house. It was it was like mm. one or the other because there's so many things that overwhelm yeah. that I had to kind of make that call. And exercise, you know, it's not just like a hour long workout. You got to get there. You got to drive yep. home. You got to shower. Yep. It's a two hour. It's a whole shebang. ordeal. Yeah. Totally. And it's a time suck. And so it had to be the thing I sacrificed. And I want you to know a lot of times in the yoga world, one thing that's uttered a lot is like, sometimes your yoga practice is not practicing yoga. Mm. You know, like sometimes the thing that's best for yourself is not doing whatever it is. So, so that's what was good for me this week is that I, I and also, aren't you supposed to practice like non-attachment in yoga? Yes. I mean, so, you're supposed to practice a lot of things that I don't practice. Right. Um, I love what you're up to this week because you made fucking cookies i made the cookies that are in allison roman's dining in cookbook which is like the hotness can't get it on amazon that cookbook really yeah i tried wow i think it's sold out yeah it's like it's like the hottest cookbook in town um she's awesome she 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 briefly worked at BuzzFeed. Um, but she worked at Bon Appetit for a long time. And her whole thing is like, kind of like, don't take this shit too seriously. Okay. But I like, here's how to make some really good food and like share it with your friends. Um, and she has these cookies, these chocolate chip cookies that are like shortbread chocolate chip cookies. And everyone on Instagram has been making them, which I, I tried to make them because I found the recipe on Smitten Kitchen. But I failed. But we discussed why you failed. <laughs> but Kate. It still, it, it wasn't still was like embarrassing. A shortcoming. It was because you didn't have a stand mixer. No, can I just? Although to be oh. fair, in the recipe, it does say you can use an electric mixer That's or a stand did. mixer. It didn't work. And I just don't think that an electric mixer does the same job. Are stand mixers a thing that people own? Yeah, it's like a very. It's like. A very standard wedding gift. Now, I bought one for myself um, when That's I was right, single because I was like, fuck this. I don't have to be married to get a fucking stand mixer. I can, I'm an independent woman and I can buy a stand mixer for myself. Listen, Carrie Bradshaw registered for shoes for herself. Yeah. I mean, but so she had other people buy them for her. Yeah. You bought this for yourself. I You're a better person than Carrie Bradshaw. Let's be clear. Um, I almost never use it because I have a small kitchen and it's like in this cabinet and it's in the back and it's really hard to get to. Um, but when I do use it, I'm like, oh, this thing is amazing. It also weighs a thousand pounds <laughs> um, and it has all these different attachments. Matt once got me the ice cream maker attachment. I've never used it. Oh, that'd be fun though. Yeah. There's a pasta attachment. There's all, it's, it, it's like a, it's a real multi-purpose 
kitchen appliance. And you use anyway, it to make cookies, which means it has a it has what is called the paddle attachment, which is very good for making dough. Ooh. So the first thing you do in this recipe is you cut up two and a quarter sticks of butter. Fuck yes. Fuck yes, you do. <laughs> and you combine that with um, regular sugar, light brown sugar, and vanilla. And then you set the stand mixer on medium high for three minutes, three to five minutes, but I found that three minutes was fine. And it gets the batter light and fluffy and it like really gets the batter light and fluffy. And then you gradually add in the flour. You put the speed on low. You gradually add in the flour. Then you add in chopped up um, either semi-sweet semi or bittersweet chocolate. I used guitard bittersweet cho Girl, chocolate chunks. went for it. Hell yeah, I went for it. And then, um, oh, also you use salted butter. Oh. And then you sprinkle salt and then on you the cookies. Sprinkle sea salt uh. on the cookies. Then you anyway, whatever. I made cookies. Point being, they were delicious. And also, I stopped Whole Thirty. Woohoo! Welcome to back to cookies. Thank you. So I had kind of stopped it. I was traveling a lot um, last week, which I talked about in last week's episode. Um, and when I was traveling, I was like sort of trying to still do whole 30, but also not really. And then I was like this, I, I just, it's just too much. I, I have too much going on. Yeah. I can't do this. Mental load. Yeah. Like oh. I'm just going to try to eat healthy ish. And then if I ha end up having a slice of cardamom cake because I'm starving and that's the only thing remotely edible in this weird coffee shop on the university of Washington campus, then like I will have it. So I did that. And then Friday night I had an appointment with my, I had an appointment with my fertility doctor the next on Saturday morning at 8am, which was annoying. And they're in Brentwood, which is like far from me. And Matt was away. So I knew I'd have to like wake up early, walk the dog, like, Blah, blah, blah. So um, I was like, I need some comfort food. And Kate, you had posted on Instagram, you had posted a, a Domino's pizza. Which was for my kids, which I also ate some of it. And I was like, oh, you had pizza. Amazing. You were like, actually, I had ramen. And I was like, ramen? Yes, for my cold. And it just sounded like the thing that I needed so I got ramen. It was delicious. So good. Can I say, what, listening to you talk about stopping Whole30 because it was too much, I feel like releasing our setting, we set ourselves up with these challenges. Like, I've got to I've got to do this. I've got yeah. to exercise. I'm, here are these boundaries of Whole30. Yeah. And it's almost like we give ourselves challenges and like dare ourselves to fail at them. And then when we fail at them, there can be sensations of like, well, I failed at that. But rather, if you release yourself from the feeling of, from it being a thing that you can fail at, then it kind of takes all the pressure off totally. of it. It's just an experience. Yeah, exactly. That I'm glad I did. And like, now I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And I had a cookie before I came here. Oh, I, I wish you'd brought me one. I, w I thought about it. I mean, uh, it's okay. And then I was like, uh, I don't know. Are they like, I should have, I should have just brought them. That's, I will. I'm sorry. For, no, no. Again. Forgive me. I'm going to release you from that, setting you up for Thank affiliate. You. I meant I was excited to eat them, but I ate the, the shitty versions that I made and they were still pretty good. So, Kate, 
Yes, Dory. I think we're going to pause now for a word from our sponsor. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? No, no, I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, 
whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college, so this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Um, I'm sitting across from you, by the way. <laughs> We, Dorian, there's a really awesome thread in our Facebook group, which please, if you are not in the yes. Forever 35 Facebook group, you got to get in there. You got to get in there. It's facebook.com slash group slash Forever 35 podcast. I mean, people are asking questions that I just never would have thought of 
and then people are responding. It's it's it's, it's a, worth learning so much. We're we're, lear- we're learning a lot. I would say it is skincare heavy. That's okay. Um, which is great. Yeah. Um, and people have a lot to say and a lot of questions. And someone asked the group about their shower routine. Like, well, she posted her own shower. Yes, routine. which was illuminating. Yes. And it got us thinking about our own. And then when we were discussing, we realized we do different things. Totally. And also, I remembered a a famous Jezebel post from a couple years ago called Do You Wash Your Legs? <laughs> Which that generated a viral hit, a lot of controversy. I guess there was something on "You're the Worst," yes, um, where she said she didn't wash her legs, and her boyfriend, like, I, I don't watch, I don't watch it. Nobody washes their legs, um, but yeah, but then like some people wash their legs, and who are they? I yeah. So anyway, point being, showers are fascinating so we're gonna just kind of walk through our shower routine and just what if we went through it together oh like step by step like Like, here's what i do on this step here's what you do okay and then we can just see where we where we differ and where we are alike. love it and i did not bring any products dory brought approximately 12 (laughs) to 13 that are on the table including her razor well i was like i'm excited i just really want to i really want to get specific you covered the basics also as we were saying before we started you don't really realize how many products you're using until you actually start going through and you're like, oh, my God. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we get into the and shower. And I don't feel like I don't oh. feel like I use a lot. No, of you products feel like you're shower. low maintenance. That's I feel like I'm totally. like, I don't use a lot. Yeah. And then if you came over and opened my yeah. bathroom, you'd be like, what are you hoarding specifically totally. only in this room? OK, wait, let's start with a with a. Let's set the scene. scene. It's morning. When in the morning do you take your shower? Do you like get your kids off to school and then shower or do you shower before? I would like to say on the days that I'm showering, I don't shower every day. I'm probably in every other day. I dry shampoo on the off days. Okay. Maybe I'll stretch it to two days, but normally I can't. Um, I'd like to like get up and shower and then they'll be like kind of waking up by the time I'm done. Okay. So 645, let's say I get into the shower. Okay. I walk in. Uh-huh. I take off my clothes and I get in. Okay. And the first thing I do. Wait, Kate. What? I have to talk about when I take my Oh, yeah. Shower. What time is this? So I get up and I make a cup of coffee. Okay. This already stresses me out that you don't go right into the no, shower. I don't go right into the shower. Oh, my God. This is what I'm saying. It's oh. very controversial. I don't go right into the shower. Matt tends to go right into the shower if he's showering in the morning. Sometimes he showers at night. Um, but I do not. I don't like going right into the shower. I need to sort of gradually wake up. So I make I immediately make a cup of coffee. And then I usually have a Lara bar. Okay. Like I, I need. Oh, because also the very first thing that I do is I take my meds. Okay. In the morning. That so makes sense. I take Wilbutrin. I take a prenatal vitamin. I take a vitamin D pill. And I take um, full guard, which is like folate acid or some, folate. Folate? Folic acid. Fol- Are you folic checking acid. your phone as this is all happening? You're on no, your phone? I'm not at my phone yet. Okay. My phone is in my office. Oh. So picture it. Okay. I get out of bed. I walk out my bedroom door and then my house is weird. So I have this like weird closet that's kind of in between my bedroom and the hallway. And then there's a dress. There's like a built-in dresser. Right. And I keep my meds on the dresser. For, and is there a bottle of water just waiting for you? 
I, good question, Kate. Thank you. I I'm keep, an interviewer. I keep a cup of water on my bedside table. Okay. And I take that cup of water with me to the pills, oh take all the pills, and then I walk into the kitchen. I turn on the coffee machine, and then I go get my phone. Okay, so wait, get us to the shower. So let's say you've okay. done all this. I've done all this. Uh, I walk the dog. And this is early because I'm always actually impressed by when you reply to something. It's always at like before. It's like at 630 in the morning. I, You're I, up early. I just like can't really sleep late anymore. I know. It's old age. Um, and so I, then you walk the dog and then you shower. So you've put on clothes. No, I walk the dog in my pajamas. Okay. With a bra on? No. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> I walk the dog in my pajamas. I put on like Tom's. Or sneakers and walk the dog. And then I come home. Matt usually goes to Starbucks, gets us our sous vide egg white bites. Delicious. I come home. I eat the sous vide egg white bites. I drink some more coffee. Oh, my God. It's like a full hour. <laughs> yeah, this is stressing me out. Basically. And then I get in the shower. Oh, my God. By this point, I'm dressed. Oh, yeah. You, 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 like, I always know, I was like, oh, yeah, Kate's like taking her kids to school. Well, There's but like it's a, a different time schedule. Totally. Of what time we have to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you and I, let's imagine us in our respective bathrooms. Yes. We're about to walk I'm into the shower. It. For okay. me, it's 6 45 yep. a.m. For you, it's like 7 30? No, it's more like 7 45. Okay. Maybe even eight. Wow. I know. We get into the shower. Yes. And then. The water's already running and hot, right? Water's running okay. and hot, yep. I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you like that cold before oh, it gets hot? No. God, no. Do you, uh, like, we are in agreement that we wet our hair? Yes. And then, what's the first thing you do? Boom. St. <clears throat> Ives. Excuse me. Nourish and Soothe Oatmeal and Shea Butter Body Wash. I grab my Dove bar. Costs approximately four ninety nine at Target. Yeah, same with my cheapo Dove bars. Um, it has no parabens. Great. It does have some other stuff that is not supposed to be that great for you, like methyl chlorosothiazolinone. Can I smell it? Yes. Because I never... We it's just, not super scented. We just use bars of soap. Oh, I don't like bars of soap. I like shower gel. Oh, that smells good. Yeah. It's like, it's like a nice scent. It's not like a, it's not like a floral or like a, you know, it's just like nice. It's nice. I, yeah. I use just soap because that's what my husband likes and that's just where, what we're into. Oh, okay. My husband and I have different bathrooms. Yeah, this is the fucking best part about your house. Right. You have two well, bathrooms. because we don't have kids. If right. we had kids, Matt's bathroom would be the kids' bathroom right. and we would just use my bathroom. But because we don't, that is one benefit. That is amazing. <laughs> and we have separate bathrooms, which honestly is amazing and I recommend it to anyone who can do it. I feel like everyone on House Hunters, that would be the first thing I would be like, do we have, are there two bathrooms? One yeah. for each person? person. Yeah. Now, Literally. So we're soaping up. We're soaping up. I soap up my armpits and then I immediately shave them every time I'm every in the shower. Every day. I, I oh, but you don't shower every day. No, but if I was showering every day, I always shave my armpits. Really? I shave my armpits probably every four days. Maybe I, even five. I cannot handle Because my it. skin is sensitive and I feel like if I overshave, they it gets like irritated and red and bumpy. And so I really try not to overshave. I'm just self-conscious about What the, do you like, shave with? I shave with a men's razor. Oh. It's like a men's Gillette Mach 50 or whatever the I hell it's called. I shave with a Venus. A oh, Venus is nice. What bar of soap do you use? A Dove. 
stuff. Okay. Now, one thing we talked about that you don't do and I do is like when we shave, like I shaved my legs yesterday. Yeah. I also shave my feet. How often do you shave your legs? I don't know. Like maybe one. It depends on the season. Season, sure. So, but also because LA were bare-legged many, many days of That's the year true. here. Yeah. And I'm also, I, I wish I was more comfortable having my leg here, but it's that this is just a shitty part of the patriarchy that's burned into my brain. Gotta shave these legs. But I also would shave, <clears throat> shave the hair on my feet. And, my, and then wow. I also, as a kid, would shave my knuckles and my hands. I was really self-conscious about oh, the wow. hair on my hands. And then I used to bleach the hair on my oh hands. Oh my God. I don't do that anymore. I finally kind of like came to my senses about it. Like you can't even really... No. I, it felt like I had... Uh, like full heads of hair on my fingers. Oh my that's God. how self-conscious no, I was about that's it. That's sad. I know it is. I'm glad you grew out of that. Only on my hands, still self-conscious it about my feet. It also sounds labor-intensive. <laughs> it was a lot of work to be nairing and bleaching yeah. the oh. hair on Do my fingers. Do people still use nair? I think people still use all that stuff. Yeah. I never used nair. It seemed mm. terrifying. How often do you shave your legs? We didn't establish I would this. say one to two times a week. Oh my God. I shave my legs probably <laughs> once every... I mean, if in the summer, once a week. In the winter, we're lucky if it's once every two weeks. I mean, that's fine. I just let it grow. You just let it. Sometimes I like to let it grow as well. It's just like, why? Who cares? You know what? I don't know. I I have a lot of leftover um, insecurity about hair because I was a hairy kid mm. and I was called gorilla legs at camp. No. Yeah. And then I shaved also I had a unibrow oh. and I didn't know about tweezing and so I just took the razor and just went oh, right no. down my Oh no. God. Yeah. So I I have a lot of like <clears throat> I get hair on my nipples. Oh yeah, me Let's too. Just lay but it I out pluck here. those. I do too. But I I didn't know. I thought I was the only person. I know. I feel like I was made fun of that. Like I was made fun of that for at camp. Because people saw your nipples? Yeah, but well because we all showered together. I know. Oh my god, camp was such a disaster. Also, I was just thinking about this the other day. I feel like the optics of a Jewish summer camp having a shower house <laughs> Jesus Christ. is really creepy. I'm just going to say that. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess so. Like, why did no one ever say anything about that? I don't know. That's really depressing, though. That makes me sad. I know. Anyway. Okay. Nipple hair, tweezers. We're hairy. So anyway, okay. I shave my feet in the shower. Okay. This is full disclosure. So, 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 so number one, for you shave. Pits. I don't know. I just go to the pits. You just pits. go to the pits. And then do you lather up the rest of your body? Uh, a butt. Okay. But I don't shave. Just my, your butt. Yeah. You got to get in that butt. But do you like wash your arms? No. No. You, you wash, wash your, like your <laughs> You wash your arms? Yes. There's nothing on there. I know, but I just like, okay, so here's what I do. I put some some shower gel in my hand, and then I like go up my arms, go up my arms. I wash my pits. I kind of go down my body. Shimmy. Shimmy down my body. Wash the vag. Wash the butt crack. Oh, a, a soap wash in your vagina is not something I do. I just do water. I mean, I don't like get up there. I know you're not douching, but. No, but. but that's still an interesting choice. I also don't like Brazilian, so there's hair down Same. there. And I feel not like either. it needs to get washed. It needs to be clean. I mean, I, I guess maybe I should change my views. I'm just saying. I also don't use a washcloth just getting in there with my hands same yeah but on your face do you use a washcloth no okay um okay. i don't really either so all right so we've we've got <laughs> whoa we've, okay okay 
We've gotten we've so far we've established we do nothing the same. No. <laughs> I'm still stressed out about the coffee in the morning. <laughs> I just can't I I'm, I am fully <clears throat> caffeinated by the time I take my shower. And I literally roll out of bed and then just kind of stumble looking at my phone into the bathroom. Ooh. No, and I, I want pee to be, and then I, I hop in the no, shower. I want to be like fully alert when I take my shower. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, so then okay. right, you have a whole hair system. I just like shampoo, rinse, condition the ends, rinse. And that's it. And then what I'll, shampoo and conditioner do you use? Kevin Murphy. I'm not familiar. He's a guy. Uh, um, a hairstylist recommended it and I really liked it. And then I tried... The Davina stuff. Uh-huh. Isn't that for curly hair? Apparently, it did not work on my hair. It made my hair so greasy and oily, and I and I gave it away. Yeah, I think it's for curly hair. Well, li- live and learn, totally. me. Um, but I actually really like this Kevin Murphy. It's, it's expensive because it's like salon shampoo. But then yeah. I also have big jugs from Costco of like head and shoulders and um, Pantene for when I don't want to use up the more expensive shampoo. Oh, sure. So uh-huh. it's like this cost-effective system I've developed. Interesting. Where I have my more affordable shampoos and then my fancy salon shampoos and I kind of just dabble okay. to try to make the f- fancy stuff last. Okay. I don't know if that's logical. Interesting. It doesn't really make any sense. I just use, I think I've talked about this on the on the podcast before, but I use this OGX thick and full biotin and collagen shampoo and conditioner, which I buy at Target. Do you have, do you color your hair? No. Oh, oh my God, really? Yeah. So I do. And that's, this is a color hair oh. stuff. Oh. Your hair, you have not a gray hair. I have like a couple. Wow. I, I pluck them. Oh, that sounds like that sounds hurt hurtful. Like no, it would hurt. No. Um, but yeah, I I am I don't have gray hair. I think I I don't know. I don't know what to say. You don't have to ex- explain it's just, it. It is what it is. It's good. You know, it's great. I mean, look, it saves me a lot of money. Would you go gray if you had gray hair? Would you let it go? I don't know. I don't know. My mom did. My mom never dyed her hair. Uh huh. And I liked how it looked on her it looked really it always looks really like classy my therapist has gray hair she's gorgeous so i feel like it like works for her yeah i was also we facetime because she's in new york she's my therapist from new york and in our last session i was like distracted because i realized oh my god she has amazing skin you gotta just ask her to be a guest on the pod well, she said she listened to the first episode. Oh, no. Do you think she's listening to this? <laughs> Maybe. Hi, oh, Joyce. Oh, <laughs> my God. Joyce, hi. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Um. So, okay. So, I shampoo, and then I wash out the shampoo, and then I put um, a little bit of conditioner on the end, like a tiny bit of conditioner. I barely use any conditioner. But I leave it in, and then if I have to shave, that's when I shave. You let the conditioner do its magic. I let the magic. conditioner do its magic, so I shave, and then I wash my face. I also save washing my face for the end. Yeah. It's like the finale. It's the finale. Um, and then occasionally, so I have these scrubby things that I got at the Korean spa. I also um, have those in my shower. And sometimes if I'm feeling like I need some exfoliating, I'll scrub. Also, when you do IVF treatments, you often have to wear estrogen patches. Ooh. And when you take them off, you have all this like gummy residue on your back that's hard to get off. I wear them on my back. Some people wear them on their stomachs. But I found that these are very effective in getting it off. Oh, that's a good tip. Good tip. Let's talk about face wash before we 
wrap up our shower. Routine. Okay. Um, because we've had a debate. We have. Dory tried the face wash that I use and like. Yeah. So well, I had been using CeraVe, which I liked, but I'm trying to eliminate parabens from my diet. <laughs> your body diet? <laughs> my body diet. Um, and so Kate really liked this Cosrx Low pH uh, Good Morning Gel Cleanser. So I bought it because I trust her. Maybe you shouldn't. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like how it smells. Which I love how it smells. Oh it's like a God. weird medicinal. Just give this to no. you. Are you sure? You yeah, don't I don't like it. And then I also felt like it's it was so full. Yeah, I only used it like three or four times. And I was like, I don't think I like this. I also felt like it was very drying. That's interesting. It hasn't dried my dry and I have dry skin. Oh, I didn't like it. So at Target last night. Um, I had to go in for some paper towels and they were having a sale on Pacifica. Oh, I love Pacifica. So I was like, let me just try this Cactus Revive Milk to Foam Face Wash that says it removes dirt and cleanse and it has cactus and salt water and bubbles and it's sulfate free and vegan and cruelty free. And it it just like kind of smells nice. Yeah. Oh, it does smell nice. Yeah. They're, um, and it gets super foamy. Their day cream, I love. You've mentioned that. Yeah, they, I like their products and their BB cream and their CC cream. So like, they yeah. had a whole variety of face washes um, that I was intrigued by. But this one seemed like I really wanted something gentle. This seemed like the gentlest one. That looks really nice. Yeah. I will say that I also have been using my Tata Harper exfoliating cleanser in yes. the shower. I'm, I, I, well, I brought after you mentioned that I brought mine into the shower. I'm planning on using it. Yeah, I, re- I I really also like that cleanser. Um, the low this Cosrx is kind of like my workhorse. I hear you, especially you know just if I need to just do it quick. Yeah, this is my go to guy. Oh, but and, you know, I had an almost full bottle of Cetaphil because I'd stopped using Cetaphil because someone told me it was it's bad. Like so I switched jar. to CeraVe, which, you know, is also not great. But um, I gave it away. That's great. Yeah. So I feel good about it. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. And then we get out. We get out. And we'll have to we'll have to do the like the next step. Another time. Oh, and then I wash out. I wash. Oh, out right. The you don't get out with the conditioner. <laughs> Correct. I wash out the conditioner. I do one final like full rinse, and then I get out. How long do you spend in the shower? I would say it's like five minutes. Me tops. too. Yeah, I'm a quick showerer. Well, also, I I got really good at keeping them short um, because we were in such a bad drought about yes. a year ago that I st- and it's still we don't have a lot of water here, so yeah. better to be water safe totally i'd never been a long shower and then i was like oh and i get to be like right you're like (laughs) drought conscious now (laughs) um so yeah so i get out and i towel off and then i use the same towel that i put on my body i put it on my hair i do that too but i also have a terry cloth robe i do too but i only use it if it's cold Mm, i love it um and then i do we want to get in our into our post shower routine? Well, hold on. We are past thirty minutes. Oh yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Okay, because post post shower is almost like a morning routine. It is okay. So so I just you know I I towel off and and that's it. And then you start your day. And then I start my day. <sighs> How do you feel? I feel stressed because I've never thought about what anybody else does in the shower. Totally. And now that I know it's different. 
I don't know why it stresses me out. That's a stupid thing to care about. Right. And like in my mind, the way I shower makes like it's logical. It makes sense. But like the way you shower to you makes sense. I'm very interested. It's not something I've ever given thought to. If people want to share their shower routine, please just hit us up. Hit us up. Because I'm very curious. I also want to know if I'm alone in the things I do. What if nobody responds about also shaving the hair on their feet? You gotta be out there. There's gotta be other feet I shavers. Mean, man, I think you should just kind of accept just, that you're a freak. I'm a weirdo. Yeah. I'm a hairy weirdo. Well, just, you know. <sighs> so I think it's actually time to talk to our guest. Yes, I'm so excited. Me too. Here's Kima Jones. So our guest today is Kima Jones. Uh, we are so excited to have you, Kima. Yay! An, uh, an actual 35-year-old. An actual 35-year-old yes. who will be 35 forever. <laughs> um, Kima, I'm going to read a little bio I put together based on, pretty much based on your website. Okay, cool. And feel free to jump in if I forget something or you want to add anything. Okay. Okay. Kima Jones, our guest, is the founder of Jack Jones Literary Arts, a book publicity company, quote, for writers who are unafraid. I love that. Thank you. Kima was included on the inaugural Bitch 50 list in 2017 mm-hmm. as, as a shapeshifter who pushed pop culture to be more representative, inspiring, and meaningful for communities who are typically ignored by mainstream media. And the Los Angeles Times called Kima 2018's literary breakthrough and an important new voice on the national stage. Kima divides her time between Los Angeles and New York and also writes poetry and prose. Um, and I also just wanted to quickly read this description of your agency because I thought it was so cool. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Jack Jones Literary Arts is changing the way we talk about literature. It is no mistake that Jack Jones's roster is 98% black women and women of color. Jack Jones is shifting how literature by women, queer, feminist, of color, of a certain age, is reviewed and discussed by broadening the conversation and opening avenues formerly closed by mainstream outlets. That's awesome. You know, we try. (laughs) We try to be awesome. Um, So welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you both for having me. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Dory. Very excited you're here. Yeah. Um, So, you know, one thing that we like to talk about with our guests is just a routine that they have to kind of make themselves feel good. I guess you could call it self-care. Um, so we're wondering what is yours? Okay. My self-care routine every morning, I light my candle. That's my big thing. Ooh. I like amber. I like vetiver. I like sandalwood, but I need, I need my house to smell like mm. something. I, you know, um, I'm into aromatherapy in that way, but my big thing is that I dry brush daily. <gasps> Ooh. I dry brush. I am the queen of exfoliation. <laughs> wow. <Whoa>. Take, <laughs> I'm going to pass Take the us there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, um, you know, it's just your regular, you know, back brush. Uh, I have a wooden one, like a really nice bamboo one. Mm. Um, you know, with the, with the hard bristles okay. and you basically brush your skin in circular motions. Um, I like to start. Um, at my crown at the top of my head and then work my way down to my feet. Oh, that sounds um, so and nice. you just get all the dead skin off before you get in the shower. Ooh. So it's just a way to regenerate your cells. Yeah. Um, and if you have eczema or dry skin or just, you know, any kind of skin condition yeah, gets yeah, the yeah. kind of rough layers off. And so I'm big into exfoliation. My face, I don't dry brush my face. I have an exfoliation scrub for that, but. I'm all about like getting whatever dead layer was there from mm-hmm. yesterday. Let's let's 
let's remove it I love before that. we start the day. <laughs> How did you get into that? I, you know what? My mother, when we were, when I was young, she always kept a very sharp knife in the bathroom, in the tub. Um, and everyone knew it was like the bathroom knife, but it was for her to exfoliate her heels. Um, oh, off wow. her feet, Ooh. right? Because from working and she would get calluses, right? And like having eight children, she didn't, she wasn't going out and getting pedicures right. weekly. So, but that was her routine and we would see her do that on the weekend. She would take time. She would, um, soak her feet. She would scrape them. Then she would, um, lather them up with Vaseline, put on some heavy socks. And that's how she kept herself, her skin feeling good and feeling youthful. And so in that way, I've always, you know, and then she also always taught us, you know, when you're moisturizing your face, you should, Stroke up. Yes. Oh, Never. No one taught me that. Right. That's well, a good if you, rule. No, because if you go in this direction, you're you're bringing your skin down. Yes. You're making it sag. So my mother, you know, she yeah. she lotion, she moisturizes every part of her body. It's always an upward up. motion. That's like I, 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 I now I'm rehashing in my brain how I moisturize, and it's literally like like hands down my body. You are just bringing your skin to your knees. It's so saggy. That's so. I also just love the like inherited lessons of our mothers, or or of anybody. It doesn't have to be your mom, um, but just the things we kind of witness and and take into our consciousness, and then just start doing because we've absorbed them and watched, you know, the people in our lives do them. There's something special about that. I love that. I'm totally with you. And I'm actually trying really hard to incorporate it in some prose that I'm writing now because every time I'm home and I'm at my mother's house, I'm always... I'm fascinated by the beauty traditions of women, but also, you know, just gener generational differences. Like if you go to my mother's bathroom, you will still find like a douche or three oh, or wow. four. You wow. know what I mean? Whereas my generation, we're just like, don't do that to your vagina. Right. You know, but my mother, you know, that for her and her generation, that was part of cleanliness. That was part of getting yourself ready. Right. Yeah. And so or like Noxzema cold cream where I don't use that. Yeah. Um, but it's very much part of her beauty routine. Her, and so I always like to compare our bathroom uh cabinet situations whenever I'm home because but I love it I love it I love that she still uses q-tips I love I love all of the things <laughs> wait I still use q-tips I also still use q-tips but I might eliminate that along with my downward lotion <laughs> very passe is there um is there something for you that's grounding about the dry brushing I feel like uh, one thing I've always heard is like like just kind of touching your body especially first thing in the morning can kind of root you in your day do you find find that at all I, you know, as a person who lives alone, um, I think that, it, yes, it is important to remind yourself that you have like love in your life, even if you're single. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, but in a real way, just um, I think that especially for black women, we we haven't been able to there have been generations of us who haven't been able to take care of ourselves and spend that time on ourselves right because right. the idea is that you know time is an investment and usually you're on someone else's clock yeah. so you're rushing in the morning you get, and, our, and this is true for all women you're rushing to get ready for work you're rushing to feed your kids you're rushing to do a thing and so it just feels good to me that I can take as much time as I want because I'm self-employed mm. right um, because I've chosen this life for myself where I can spend an hour or two grooming myself in the morning if that's the time that I need to take. 
And it's not frivolous. It's, it's not, not frivolous. You know, there's yeah. that, I am those, saving my skin. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like there's a lot of words that get thrown around about like skincare, self-care, all that stuff. And yes. I feel like there is actually a lot of value to it. Self-value and also like it's nice to have exfoliated skin. That and to, I mean, th- thankfully I'm a person who knows herself and I, and I just feel good about like I have incredible love for myself. But I think for any woman moving to Los Angeles, if you already are not grounded in who you are, the mm. city will make you feel horrible. And I don't care if you're 18, 38, 58, right? Yeah. This city just puts a real um, valuation on women that is so unfair, right? It makes you think that if you if you don't have this like one archetypal look that you're just not it. <laughs> right. And so I just also think just to keep myself sane in Los Angeles a- around beauty standards for women and this Hollywood machine that we're all a part of, even if you don't work in Hollywood, just yeah. by being a woman in Los Angeles, then I'm like, or <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. going to <laughs> have this, you know, morning or evening or, you know, I'm going to do these things for myself because so much of beauty routines are not about making women feel good about themselves, right? right. It's about getting that casting or get in this city, yeah, about, right, and, and about getting that job and, and and about someone else's standard for what you should look yeah. like or what you should be doing. And that's not what my beauty routine is about. It's for me. And that's that's what we're talking about here, right? Women yeah. feeling good about themselves versus like, I am only waxing because I have to wax for this job. Right. Yeah. Or right. my or my partner expects it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I I was curious about your work uh, in working with writers, and I, I imagine I don't know, but I imagine so. There's a lot of giving of yourself. You're supporting people in in such at a creative path is so emotional. So how do you not? How do you find balance for yourself? I I, I if if putting myself in my position, the position of your job, I feel like I would be sucked in emotionally and you probably you're working a ton. How do you kind of, I don't know, stay balanced and, and find like time and energy to devote to yourself? Emo- that, emotional as well as physical. No, that's a totally great question because I had a really hard time with that for the first year. I'm mm-hmm. three years in as a publicist, but the first year was especially difficult. And I think especially for po- um, publicists like myself who are also creative writers, because just like, when does this machine stop? Like, right. I am a writer who works with writers. My friends are writers. We're going to a writing event. Um, I'm pitching writers. Um, you know, I'm. it's just... <laughs> Sometimes it can just feel like there's no separation at all. Yeah. You know, all of my friends are writers, you know, I, and then my friends are now my clients. Right. Right. And it's just like sometimes, you know, can we go to brunch and maybe not talk about books (laughs) or your, your publicity campaign or whatever is, you know, I just want to like talk and hang out with my girlfriend. So it, it was very difficult in the beginning and it really took me, um, thinking about, the way that I want it to be, you know, do I want to be that person who like schleps to every single literary event, you know, because I, I want to support writers, but I also want to be good to myself. And I just had to give myself like maximums, like no more than three literary events a week, because by the third, if you're working 40 hours, 60 hours by the third event, you're tired. So two is actually a better number. So I used to be three. I cut it down to two, you know, no events on Sundays because I'm preparing 
for work on Monday. I'm getting my house together. I may have just come back from a trip. I want to do some laundry. I don't want to be out in the world on a Sunday. You know, I want to be, I want to get my, my thoughts together. I want to look at my day planner and figure out what's going on. And so it took a long time, like a year for me to like not feel bad. Right. Because when you accept, that's the other thing. When people give you money, they expect your soul. <laughs> it's like I paid you. Now give me your soul. <laughs> it's true. I mean, and it's hard to feel like you don't owe them your yeah. soul. And it's very hard to, f- especially when those people are maybe your friends right. or maybe writers that you've always wanted to work with. You know what I mean? And you are invested in their success. You are invested in their success, and you know you don't want to say no. But then. I just came up with a line and it's funny and I just stick with it. But I sometimes I just have to tell, you know, the writer, um, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not a neurosurgeon. There's no mm. brain, like there, there's no such thing as an emergency, actually. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> there really isn't. Not in the writing yeah, world, this is right? calming me down because you're right. Not in the right. There are emergencies, just not in the work that I do. Right. Um, because I'm not, I'm not a, an, an obstetrician. So there's never a time when you need me at 11 p.m. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And if you've done something in your life where you need me at 11 p.m., you actually need like Olivia Pope <laughs> or a lawyer or someone other than me. And so that helped me to just say, you know what? I'm sh- I know this can wait. I know it can wait until the morning. How do you shut off? Like, do you do you turn your phone off? I mean, how do you how do you shut? Yeah, how do you make sure yeah. you're not? I'm disgusting. I sleep with my phone in my bed next to me. My <gasps> phone is in my bed at all times I, because I just I need to know that is that it what's happening. This is yeah. a frequent topic. Yeah, of discussion. I struggle <laughs> with this de- with this deeply. And I'm I a also Virgo s- control freak. I was wondering what your sign was. <laughs> I was Virgo sitting here. Control freak. You were talking about looking at the day planner on Sunday, and I was like, "What is her sign?" I'm a Virgo, oldest of eight, type A, oldest child, control freak. So my phone is in that bed. Okay. And I have a Google calendar. I have my physical calendar. I mean, which is on the table right now, which is, and this is like, this is January, right? Oh my God. So like, it's, so my thing is I can see what's coming in and then I, you know, I'll answer in the morning. That's it. You can almost compartmentalize a little bit. Can you, or is it, you've learned to, I've learned to, yeah. I've learned to. It's really hard. Well, it's like everyone says, set boundaries, set boundaries. But what if you don't even know what the boundaries are supposed to be? Right. Like that's when you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, how how do you even figure that out? Like 11 p.m. or you know whatever it is, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. That's my cutoff. Like you really have to sort of know yourself. Yeah. And that's hard. really well. And that's really hard. I have some funny one. Like. Like Jack Jones, we open the, um, so our office is downtown Los Angeles. We open the office at 7 a.m. so we can be on EST. Um, so our, our work days, I, my staff actually comes in about 6.50. We start at 7 a.m. and we go till 3, which is 6 p. New York time. So that, that's my, you know, once everyone in New York goes home, and they're not checking their emails. That's, you know, right. it's kind of over for the day. On Friday, when I get the New York Times book review, and I get that email in my inbox, you know, with the notables and, and the list for the week, you know, to, to read through the weekend. That's it. I know that is really the end of my week when I get that, you know, it always comes on Friday. When the New York Times emails me on Friday, I'm like, that's it. The book world has gone home for the weekend and I can go home too. And you're out. I'm out. 
(laughs) (laughs) And you are, you're going back and forth to New York constantly. I mean, I I follow you on uh, many forms of social media and you are always traveling. Um, So tell us a little about how you kind of keep your sanity with all of that travel, because that's going to disrupt your routine. It does, except I travel fabulously. I, please tell us th- how to do it. That You know, I I decide well, after my first year of publicity, and this is, you know, because I did a lot of work. You know, I went to all of the book festivals. Anyone asked me to do anything, I went to everything. There was no no. You know, I was working 65-hour weeks. I said yes to everything. And it was something like I had done like 70 events in one year that first year, right? And I was like, this is, this does, this is, doesn't make sense. Um the the second year when I realized, okay, these are the things I have to be at. You know, these are the important things. This is, I go to New York every six weeks. Okay. So saying that though, you know, I fly first class because I'm like, I have to do this every six weeks. I right. want to be comfortable. Right. I want to, <laughs> I want to sleep. Yeah. I want to put that chair back. Yeah. Um, and this is a part of my job. It's also a tax write-off. I should, this is my work. Yep. You know, I need to go and I need to advocate for these writers. I don't, you know. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I want also want food. I, you know, right. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, if I ha- if this is part of my job, how? So I've just made it a point to say, okay, well, this is the way. I don't like travel. I don't like the way black people and people of color treat it. I mean, just actually, anyone is treated these days in the. And I just feel like the air mm-hmm. space has become this new alien, strange. Um, WWE place, <laughs> <laughs> place, and I have fear and paranoia of someone saying the wrong thing to me mm. or, while I'm flying. And like, next thing you know, my life is a TMZ video, you know? Yeah. I don't want that to happen. And so, um, I'm like, if I have to do this thing, especially as a large bodied woman, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. Right. And I don't want people to like, move around and like, oh God, she's going to come and sit next to me. Cause that's d- definitely happened to me a few times where you can see the person just does not want me to be next mm. to them. They feel like I'm encroaching on their space. So I was like, you know what? I have to do this thing. This is part of my work. Um, it's important to me to be comfortable. It's important. Um, I need to feel good about myself. Um, I, I'm just going to travel first class. I, look, you don't want me to sit next to you, and I don't want to sit next to you either. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it was that simple. It was a simple decision. Like, you know, use your points, use your card. Yep. You know, I have l- lots of points yeah. just because of how much I travel. But that was one of those decisions where it was just like, do I want a night? Do I want it like a loft downtown? Or do I want to stay in my apartment, my studio apartment that I've been in for five years? And travel well. And Mm. I chose travel well because I couldn't have both. Right. So I chose travel well. Old apartment. I I like that's also you can't. I mean, someone can have everything, but you can't have it. Wait, now I'm I'm feeding. Can't have it all. Can't have it all. (laughs) This old trope. But you know what I mean? You have there are choices you have to make. In, in decisions that if you, you know, there's some sacrifice to get the other there things. There is sacrifice. And especially like for me, I have two employees. And so I paying that also like giving them a living, a livable wage, you yeah. know, they can make it and and have like comfortable social lives and be able to put some money in savings as young 20 somethings in L.A., um, that's also important to me. You know, I can't pay them a million dollars, but I try to pay them well. I don't do internships at Jack Jones. Everyone is paid a salary. 
You know what I mean? Um, sick time, mental health days. Yeah. These things are important. And so for me to keep my overhead down, it made sense for me to stay in my old apartment um, and then hire two extremely capable, intelligent women to help support the work that I do. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, four thousand, three thousand dollar loft downtown versus, you know, another woman's salary that is someone's salary yeah (laughs) so you know um so i chose to have some employees and chill out on my old couch so (laughs) (laughs) i'll have this couch for a few more you know we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it because look as i'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and, more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. This is uh, a little off topic, but on Twitter you said you wanted to talk about stripes. Oh my god, I I was just going to ask. Were you going to ask? I almost wore a striped shirt, but then I was so cozy in the sweater. But I want to know about because I am also a stripe person. I just love them. I love stripes. I, you know, as a, I have, I'm, I have very wide hips that I love. Um, but people always say, you know, if you have wide hips or you know, if you're a big lady or just 
anything past the size four, like don't wear horizontal stripes. It makes you look so, so wide. And I'm like, really? Does it? <laughs> because I always look so fat, wonderful when I wear stripes. So I'm, I just love stripes. I love polka dots. I love florals. And I don't know if that's something that's carried over with me from girlhood. Because mm. um, my mother put me, I mean, 80s baby. So maybe it's just like, I just kept the, <laughs> kept going and never stopped. Um, but it's feeling. just an idea of like things people tell you you should not do if you're a particular shape or if your body looks a particular way. And it's, I'm, I just really put on what looks good on me. Like I don't wear things that are, um, t-shirt cut just because it doesn't look good on my shape, not because someone else said it doesn't look good on my shape. Yeah, when right. I put it on, I'm just like, huh, a little <laughs> bit too much boobs for this, you know, or a cowl neck. I love cowl necks. Uh-huh. I wish I could wear one. When when you're, you are as endowed as I, you cannot, you, it doesn't look good, right? Yeah, because you right. have, you have a situation and then you put a blanket. It looks like a, a large, <laughs> You know, bed in a yes. bed in a, in a bag, sitting on top of the situation that you already have. Um, so I I admire cowl necks. I look at them from afar. I always tell women, you look amazing, but it's not for me. Right. So it's just a matter of knowing what's for me. Horizontal stripes are for me. And you also mentioned that you wanted to talk about bras. Oh yeah, <laughs> y'all are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is a. Bras for women above 34C is a is a thing. Yeah, and it's like in a and luckily in LA there's actually like a store for Jeanette, bras, yes. Jeanette, which is great. But you had a brand which I can't remember the name. Below me. Yeah. Okay. I love them, and so I do not wear ugly bras. All my bras are. I mean, first of all, right, my situation. So my bras are. Like the cheapest bra I own was like $98 or something, right? So my bras are somewhere between 100 and maybe like $130, $140 each. Hand wash them in wool light, Ooh. you know, and I have to buy bras annually because that's just about as much as that poor elastic can take, you know, or that she, whatever the fabric is, it's, it can't last more than that when you, you know, when you have big breasts. So I love, I love Elomi because everything, you know, everything is very strappy. Everything is very lacy. It all feels good. Um, especially if, when, if you were like a kid who suddenly had like the biggest breasts in class mm. and like you went straight into catalog bras yeah. mm-hmm. or JC Penny bras. I went straight into JC Penny bras. There was no training bra. Yeah. They were, it was like I was flat chested and then I woke up <laughs> and then I was a C cup, then a D cup, then double D and then like doomsday. <laughs> you know? How, how old, how old were you? Oh, was God, it? I was 12. Yeah. Ugh. It's, yeah. I was like 10 when my boobs appeared. It it was funny because I it actually happened over eighth grade summer. So we all went home, you know, from junior oh, high. I'm then just, high school, I back. came <gasps> back to high school, and it was like body, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was so uncomfortable because yeah. it was so noticeable. Because again, I didn't have that training bra stage. It was just like I was a C cup over the course of a summer, you know. Um, and then my mother, you know, God bless her. Um, made sure I had like the ugliest bras possible <laughs> with like eight, eight brackets down the back, you know, oh. really thick straps because in her mind, well, you know, and then she also used to make me sleep in bras because the idea is, you know, it would keep them perkier. Oh my keep God. Your breasts perkier if you slept in a bra. Oh. Which is you didn't it, sleep in your bras? No. no. I knew oh. like right away genetically I had like flat boobs. 
I've always just had like saggy 50 year old lady boobs as like a 12 year old. Is this too much? No, not too much. I, I mean, it just, I didn't, I, I just assumed it was always genetics and like perky boobs. You just got them or not. But did it work? I feel like I have good hang time. Wow. I call it hang time. Man. Men call their such, I, I have good hang time. But, you know, also, <laughs> I don't sleep in bras anymore. But I slept in bras for so many years and it was just such a normal wow. thing, you know, where it's like you're supposed to tr- train your breast to stay up. Yeah. And, and then again, that's generational because my doctor, you know, you go to the yeah. gynecologist, she's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know? You sleep in bras. <laughs> right. It's supposed to be a bra. And she's just like, girl, come on. <laughs> the, the thing, bras are so tricky because I feel like I would always was taught they should just be cheap. Like they're like, under you know, underpants like you shouldn't invest mm. money in your bra bras and now as, as i'm getting older a bra to me is the most important piece of clothing like, i feel like that's the where most. you should put your money with your clothes yeah. especially if you're have larger breasts i don't know I've, i haven't had an a cup again since like fifth grade but shoes and bras yeah most money because your your com your comfort for me comes from how comfortable my breasts feel and if yeah. I'm secure and of your clothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I hate that four puppy look when you know you have the set and then the set on top because oh, yeah. you have yeah. breasts overflowing yep. or maybe they're coming yeah, out of your, your bra doesn't fit right because your bra doesn't fit right and it's just not comfortable. It's not good for your back. You know, it's like yep. health. There are health reasons yeah. why you should be wearing a good bra. And so I, I wear very good bras because I have very big breasts. I don't have any back pain. I don't want back pain. Um, and so, yeah, and, I, and I'm like, my breasts are sexy. They look good. I want them to look good. I don't want to look matronly. Right. <laughs> I don't want to wear one of those triangle cupped no. uh, th- armor things. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's there's also with larger breasts, it, the bras, the sexiness level goes down. And they start to yes. look like ha- harnesses. Yes. Harnesses for for breastfeeding people you know everything just looks like utilitarian utilitarian Mm -hmm. um and it's just really ugly yeah yeah so i was stuck in ugly bras when my mother was buying my bras but that's only because she loves me and she wanted me to have perky large breasts and um she wanted to make it difficult for anyone to get into my bras (laughs) 12 <laughs> Someone needs like a tool to yeah. unhook all the You need the combination lock. <laughs> right. Good job, Jack. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask about the writing retreat that Jack Jones is Absolutely. doing. Because it, well, one, between you running your own publicity firm, also being a writer, and then coordinating a writer's retreat, I think I said to Dory, I was like, this, just one of those things would be a lot. Those are three huge things, but the the retreat sounds amazing, and I also feel like it's valuable to mention in case anybody listening. Yeah, is absolutely. We're actually so the first annual retreat happened back in October, okay. um, in Taos, New Mexico. Um, this we're about to announce um, the lineup for the second retreat. So it's a retreat specifically for women of color writers, um, and the reason why I did that was because you know my first writing residency was McDowell. Um, and I loved it. I had an amazing time. The food is great. It's my favorite. But there are some conversations that felt really stagnant and stifled sometimes and just didn't feel good. Um, 
especially not just McDowell, but any space as a writer, a person of color when you're in and someone asks how you got there. Mm. Because my go, I'm always just like, I applied. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so there's always this assumption that you don't really belong here, that someone helped you get in or you're here because, um, because you're of color. And I just, and, and, and then so it makes you feel less vulnerable, obviously, and less comfortable. And I think there is, um, especially professional spaces for me as a publicist. Uh, the second part of why I started it is because working with writers, and I especially work with debut writers, um, university press writers, small press, all that to say, sometimes they don't have agents. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, um, just, they don't they have questions that they don't feel like they can answer because they don't want to look stupid yeah right. especially women we've been taught not to talk about money we've been taught you know that you know we should we should be coy about money because someone else is trying to get in our pocketbook right mm-hmm. and so i wanted to create a space where women could speak candidly about and people also assume that if you've made it to a certain point in your career that you know everything And that's not necessarily true because you might be like a really good writer and have no idea about the business side, the professionalization of writing. And so I was like, what if we could like have a place where women could women of color could speak and ask questions about craft and about contracts and about the best agents and all of these different things um, where no one was judging us. And, and, and again, it could be a candid conversation. That's how the idea for the retreat came. Um, and so we hosted the first one in Taos. Um, we invite our masterclass teachers to talk to us via Skype for an hour. Can't afford to fly everyone into Taos just yet. Um, but we also have a writer in residence. So we were really, really lucky to have Angela Flournoy and Angel Nafis with us last, uh, oh, is it last year? God, October was last year. I know. Oh, (laughs) last year. Um, And so we're going to have another fabulous writer in residence this year for 2018. Another awesome lineup of women um, who are ready to talk about the business side of writing. Um, Because sometimes it just infuriates me to see, you know, some of the contracts that debut writers are Mm. offered, you know, Two book deals, $30,000 or, you know, (laughs) or people don't even know that, like, you don't actually get one check for $30,000, right? That these things are broken up. They're installments. People sometimes just don't know. Writers just don't know. Um, No matter how much research you're doing, you know. So I wanted people to be able to talk about their coin and securing the bag, you know, Um, because it's important, (laughs) especially, especially since. A lot of publishing houses don't have the marketing and publicity backing anymore for writers. And you're really doing so much hustling on your own. You should know how much a publicist costs. You shouldn't know if you d- if you <laughs> decide not to take all of our advice and put together a 12 city tour, even though I'm telling you no and everybody's telling you no, don't do this. But it's in your heart of hearts. You should really know how much that's going to cost you. Yeah. You know, um, or if someone asks you to do a lecture, how much you should charge. No one tells uh, folks these things. Um, right. And people are just so happy. Writers are so happy to be asked sometimes right you're just so happy and so thrilled that they really don't again back to that self-care you're not taking care of yourself where someone invites you to do something and the next thing you know you're on a campus you're doing two workshops a lecture dinner with the president of the college um and you know they've given you a thousand dollars but your travel 
and your hotel needs to come out of that. That's right. it. That's it. Yeah. That's all <laughs> so maybe you're going home with $120. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and so I was just tired of seeing it. That's, and how long, how long is the retreat? Two weeks. Two weeks. And it's nice because we're on a campus. It's about three miles wide. Um, and you just, you know, you're up out. I don't hike. The women were hiking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like nature. Um, I was born in New York City, like we talked about. I, I don't do nature, but it was great. We had Jenna Wortham there. We had Cat Child there. Um, Meredith Toulousen was there. Um, Robin Beck. There's so many wonderful um, emerging and established women writers. Um, Jessamyn Ward gave our final talk for the retreat. It was gorgeous. That's amazing. Yeah. If someone wanted to find out more about the retreat, wh- where would they go? JackJonesLiteraryArts.com. And then they would click on the retreat. Cool. Yes. Oh, this has been an awesome conversation. Yeah. Yay. I'm so <laughs> I, such a pleasure. Yeah. I can't even believe we started with dry brushing, which I'm still I know. Like I still need to could go on and learn more about that. Yeah. It's, you have it's, to get a dry brush. The next time I see you, I'm gonna I'm gonna present a wooden brush to you. And yes. let me technically ask. It's literally just dry the brush on dry skin and then that then then you moisturize or then you shower. Then I shower. And then you moisturize. And then I moisturize. Yeah. Just in case we want to start doing that, which yeah, I feel you like should. It and you great. and you do it like over a towel or I get in the shower so that all the, oh, all you know, I see all of your yes. skin debris can just go down Smart. the drain. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, Kima, thank you so yeah, so much for taking time amazing. to come talk to us. If um, if anyone wants to find you online, can you give us all the proper locations? Of course, on Twitter, I'm Kima Jones. Um, actually, I think it's like Kima underscore Jones. Um, also, we're under Jack Jones Lit Arts, Instagram, Jack Jones Lit Arts, Facebook, Jack Jones Lit Arts, and then jackjoneslitarts.com. Great. Awesome. Yes. And we'll put that all in the show notes, too. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, Thank you. I love Kima. I, I, are we both buying dry brushes? Uh, yeah. Like immediately? Yeah, I might buy two. I would also love to know who else is dry brushing on a yes, daily basis. Yes, if you're dry brushing, holler at us. Yeah, and give us tips because I, I want to start. It totally. seems very meditative. It does. While also nourishing your body. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it as well. So, Kate, last week your intention was to make easy meals that your whole family could eat. How did that go? Well, I did it tonight. Oh, my God. When I made the undercooked oh, yeah. chicken. And you haven't gotten any <laughs> news that your whole family is dead. Nobody's throwing <laughs> up. So I think we're okay. Okay, good. Um, yes, I, I, it was even more than even just making the meals, like getting into a mindset of like, I'm going to scale back my expectations. And I think Love it's going that. okay. You were aiming to be on time. I was. I'm, I was mostly on time. We hung out yesterday. I was one minute late. It was really great. I was really excited for yeah. you. I mean, I was a little stressed out that you had gotten there early. It's like, oh, fuck. Sorry, that was totally by accident. Except, like, you're an early on time person. So, it, you know what I mean? It's not by accident. It's never by accident. Well, that's my anxiety I will almost never be 15 <laughs> minutes early. It's because you're making coffee before taking a shower. I was actually pooping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even respond. I got it's a great reason. <laughs> I mean, that's really why I was late. I got a manicure, and then I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta go home." I walked home, and I was like, "I think I have to poop." 
oh no, I'm going to be late. And it's so worth it. Pooping, I pooped. And then I was only a minute late and I got to poop. There is nothing worse than holding in. Oh, no. A bowel movement. No, I wasn't. And then just to be like, Kate, I have to go poop. I mean, <laughs> like, no. Save it for the pod. Say it here. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's a great excuse. Thank Everybody, you. And I was I was four minutes late to my doctor's appointment, my 8 a.m. doctor's appointment. That's great. But it turned out she was late, too, because there was construction on the 405. Oh, you know. So I was like, who cares? <laughs> Maybe she was pooping. Maybe she lied. She oh was really God, pooping. Oh my God, she was pooping. So this week, what are we working on? Okay. Yes. Mine. I'm working on my bedtime routine. Oh yeah? I'm really, I've talked about trying to get the phone out of the room. That's, yeah. I'm a successful part of the time. But now I'm really focused on like stopping the screen time, calming myself down. And it's going okay. So okay. I'm going to keep plugging away at that and I will have a report. And I've started some new products. So I'll have a report Ooh, on, my, can't wait. on my sleep products. Okay. That sounds great. Great. I am going to try to uh, connect with some friends, some long distance friends. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like reconnect or are they new friends? They're not new friends. Okay. They're old friends. But you know, it's, it's like hard to make time to talk on yeah. the phone or whatever. But my like my oldest best friend, Allison reached out she texted me was it this morning yesterday morning and was just like hey i've been thinking about you and i was like oh ally yeah. and so we're going to talk i think we'll probably talk later this week but you know like she's so sweet she just like checks in yeah um and i just want to i want to just like check in with people make time for make time. people who are important to you yeah um i've i've started reusing the phone like i've stopped texting and just calling and it's really positive every time love it and every time the other person's like yeah i was so sick of texting like totally texting is miserable hey it's you so can much... always call me i think i've started to a little bit i called you once and was i shocked did i act surprised? yeah you were like is everything okay <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay. <sighs> Well, listen, it was great to see you as always. It was great to see you. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you for listening. And, you know, again, join the Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram at Forever35Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod. Send us an email, Forever35Podcast at Gmail. And, again, you can find everything we talk about. Literally everything. Literally everything on the website, Forever35Podcast.com. And, uh, and yeah. if we miss something, hit us up on the Jeems. Yeah. That's what I call Gmail. I was like, Jeems? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gmail. you know that app, Jeems? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, hit, hit us up and we'll try, do our best to try to answer any questions we might yeah. have missed. Bye. Bye. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced and edited by Sammy Punio. Please leave us Apple Podcast reviews. It really helps people find the show. And definitely tune into our episode next week where we interview Mary Holland, actress, writer, improviser, all about her cozy sleep habits. And we talk about our sleep habits, too. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Forever35.com, a podcast about the things we... Wait, no. We're what not Forever35.com. <laughs> 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 wow, what did I think I was doing? Sammy, you can put that in the blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs>